0: It's always you, JT. It's it always is. you to the episode, That's right? what I
1: wanted. I wanted to see if I could trick you to start the episode, I did It
0: <laughs> There wasn't much of a trick. I was sort of like, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing and see how JT reacts. Is he like, this can't be our editing, Jeremy. We've got this stuff. Nobody wants to listen to this of a whatever. But here, we, here we're still going. So let's talk about some robots. What's up, JT? How you doing?
1: I'm good, Jer. How are you, bud? How are you?
0: I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. We've uh, unfortunately got one of those categories that I thought was just going to be way, way, way richer than it turned out to be. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it. I'm very – I think it's because I got really picky about how I was looking at it.
1: Okay. That sounds That sounds more right because it's usually the inverse. Usually it's like you come up – like we come up with a thing and you're like, oh, I have a list of 77 things. and I'm like, I have five. This time I like immediately got to like 10 and just went I could just do these 10 and be pretty happy with that. And I think I have like 20 something of which 15 ish I'd like to talk about in some capacity and the other ones were like, yeah, that's a robot in a movie.
0: <laughs> so I've got more like 17 ish of which I re like I could talk about all of them, but I think I think at most like six or seven really hit the actually interesting and fun to talk about. But I'm gonna work my way through it because I found a way around it in a couple of different ways. Also sounds on brand.
1: All right, so let's let's orient everybody. So this is uh we're doing we kind of laid it on coolest robots because we felt like that sort of just opens the category to be fun, right? So this is like yeah. any robot, doesn't have to be a robot movie specifically. It's just no. any robot that exists in a movie that's dope. And then the your five favorite one of those from me coming from my millennial perspective, from you coming from your Gen X perspective, potentially some crossover this week, because as it turns out, there was a lot of robot movies prior to millennialing. So we'll see. Turns out. Turns out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't get myself to figuring that most of them were cool. It's funny. I was actually looking at the years of the movies, and I will just tell you that most of my movies are either mid-80s or the past 10 years.
1: Okay, that sounds right.
0: There's... I got one, two-ish from the 90s. I got one from before – I have literally just one from before the 80s because I was thinking back to some of those earlier sci-fi movies and most of those robots, from my perspective, weren't, you know, cool. But is it cool? Is it cool? It's got to be cool. Well,
1: that's – like that was the part (laughs) – yeah, I'm not picking up the reference. Um, That's the thing that I tried to orient on this was like, okay, there's robots and I'm like they're neat, they're interesting, they're important to cinema maybe – but like yeah. are they actually cool? Like if I was like, oh, I get to hang out with Bleh, would I be like, yeah. And I don't right. know.
0: <laughs> that was uh, that was a, a soft reference to Mythic Quest, which I'm trying to get you to watch.
1: You are there's trying. a whole
0: th- there's really there's a, a whole thing in the pilot episode of uh, of of this whole thing around, but is it cool? <laughs> and uh I, I I promise that at some point you'll want to come back to this episode and edit back in right at that moment a proper right. response. I,
1: listen, you are not the only person who's told me I have to watch it, and and it's it's you and the other people telling me are people I trust implicitly with like good recommendations. So I know I just it's just one of those things I have to do. I just haven't gotten there yet.
0: All right, well, let's dive into it. For those new to the show, we start with something we call the Shawshank which is really a stretch of a reference. But in our very first episode, while doing the most rewatchable movies ever, we declared the Shawshank Redemption was such a movie and it didn't need to be talked about. So now we have a thing where if it's, a new, if it's a, the, the, the blankest of the category ever and it doesn't need to be talked about, we just say it and move along. You got one? Of course I do. I do too. I'm curious if we have the same one.
1: I don't know.
0: Um uh, mine has been in several movie series.
1: Oh, then now we definitely are talking about different ones. Interesting. Okay. Okay, so I go first it, this week, so I'm going to It start is your turn. with mine. Yeah, so the basically it came out in June of 2008. Um I bring it up. I I'm just going to say I bring it up.
0: No, I have I have one entry from 2008 that I assume is this and I left it in my top five to talk about. It, so I'm going you, you to guess that you're going to guess at where you're going with this. Yeah, sure. So I'm going to guess that this was Wally. It is. Yeah. Do you want to, you want to, so I have it in my top five. You don't, you, you want to just blow right past and be like, we're done.
1: No, no, no. I, I think you should talk about it. I have talked about this movie exhaustively. And so I think we should leave it right there.
0: True story, by the way. Um, okay. Okay. So does that so that means it'll come back up when it's my turn?
1: Yeah. All
0: right, but you're, but for you, the WALL-E is the coolest robot in cinematic history. I wrote
1: all of them. The, the whole movie is <laughs> about neat robots. Even Otto, they're all cool. I they're all cool. I've told you all before how much I think they're cool. If you don't, just go look. Just trust me. I've just pick any episode. There's a good chance I make a Wally reference.
0: Fair enough. All right. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Well, let's see, because now I have a hunch that mine's going to be in yours. So, mine is from a movie. First appearance in cinematic history was
1: 1977.
0: Okay. That's all the information I will give you.
1: It's. I'm assuming it's Star Wars.
0: The movie from 1977 was, in fact, Star Wars.
1: Yeah. So if this- not, not a New Hope,
0: just Star Wars, just as Star- it was called.
1: Uh, so I'm going to assume this is R2-D2.
0: R2-D2 is the coolest robot in movie history who got cooler as it went. He got new powers in the prequels, sort of lost them in the sequels, but got other new powers. So we won't go into the hinkiness of that overall franchise. But R2-D2 is just, he started like just lovable and then became like clutch to plot points and has some superpowers and everything. And I, I think he is the coolest robot we've uh, we've ever seen.
1: So accepted sort of, I actually didn't have any of the star Wars robots anywhere on my list.
0: Well, we'll, uh, we'll have to see what that does for us today. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I, I, I would just say that to me, R2D2 is a multi-generational coolness. He, he, it's funny, is it it or is it he? Uh, a tech, you unfair. know, it doesn't. It's not like he says a word. I don't know. We could have, and, and these days it would be up for interpretation. We'd have entire content series about whether or not R two D, which what what gender R two D two identifies as. So I'll go with they. Yep. No, I'm going to go with it because it's still a robot. I, I believe it really transcends coolness in robot movies, in movies, and robots. Is I guess where I'm going to leave it. And, I'm, and and since the rules are we don't talk anymore, I'm going to drop that mic right there
1: yeah that's fine i i I totally respect it i kind of anticipated that it would happen i assumed it would be r2 and not c3po and i just honestly it's i don't know jt
0: jt c3po is not a cool robot
1: i agree i agree in
0: any list in any list anywhere i agree but he is the bert to the ernie (laughs) The Key to the Peel. No, I don't know which of them is cool. They're both really They're cool.
1: They're both pretty the, cool. <laughs> the Tango to Cash. Yeah. No, it's, listen, it's a good pick. I think it's fun. I like it.
0: All right. Let's get into the list. Uh, you want to give everybody the format and then we'll get going?
1: Yeah. So uh, so what we'll do is we are going to play our, our regular game where Jeremy and I try to – we try not to stump each other. We want the other person to be able to guess the movie, but it doesn't always happen. So we'll give year. We'll give some some people who are in the film and then usually a five-word if we have to uh and that's pretty much it that's the whole story and i'm going to go first so i'll show you exactly what that looks like
0: uh august
1: 2nd 1985
0: 85 yeah oh interesting i don't think i have an 85 on my list i have some 86s so this could be a typo on one of our parts but go on
1: okay so i'm interested to see how this comes together but we'll find out uh so let's give you Britt leach and bill paxton
0: Brit leach and Bill Paxton so Bill Paxton go go on okay uh
1: five words best jazz club scene ever
0: so this is a movie you've seen I've almost definitely seen it I oh, might be confusing yeah. it oh yeah oh yeah best jazz club what was that again Best jazz club
1: scene ever!
0: Wow now I'm now I'm feeling embarrassed because you know for those who don't know I'm I'm the Gen Xer of the crew. Eighty five, you were you were a wee I was, wee nothing.
1: I was born. So this movie came out in August, so I was exactly thirty days old.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I, I have nothing. And since what I would have assumed it to be, I have a year written. That could be wrong. I'm going to have to let this one slip by and possibly be wrong and have missed something devastatingly good?
1: No. Or one
0: of us is the year rock? Go no,
1: on. No, I don't think it's a year thing. I think this is a... Is is this a robot? This is my only one where I was like, I really don't know if this counts in the category, but I feel like it has to because we talked oh. about like sentient being versus robot versus AI and what does it really mean?
0: This is Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science. This is Lisa from Weird Science. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I... I'll, I'm going to let you finish, but I, uh, I went there, and then I was like, wait, what was she? Was she a robot? And then my mind went to, well, I'm 12. I haven't seen it since probably I was 12. Was she like a conjured spirit? Was she a human? that like I, I couldn't remember what her core being was, and so I, I left her out. But go on, I want to hear your whole shtick.
1: So so she was a doll, if you which you don't remember, but the very beginning uh, electrodes to a doll and then winds up in some government computer database or something, something, and then wham! <laughs> Lisa, Kelly. Right. And I can't imagine a cooler robot. <laughs> like, like completely upends the entire world in this like small town, whatever, changes the life of these boys turns them into men in weird ways, introduces them to very fascinating characters, hilarity and comedy ensues, also life lessons and lots of like, you know, good things. And Chet gets his comeuppance and the best jazz scene that, by the way, you could never ever do that scene with Anthony Michael Hall ever again. No,
0: no, no, But no, no.
1: But I'll tell you what, I'm so happy it exists. I mean, it's just, if you don't laugh at that, you are soulless. It's so funny. That's so fun.
0: That's a very fun pick. I think. uh, I think. I I wish I had had the memory because it was in my like. This has to be here, but I didn't know what to do. So great choice. Now, what was the circumstances? Just to sort of date ourselves for a second, given that you were literally born around the time about a month before this movie came out, what age do you recall for seeing it? Too young. I was too
1: young. Um, This is one of those like Deb White was was really cool, but also probably on the edge of is that a good idea as a parent sort of deals? Because this is a John Hughes film and like the entire John Hughes canon I saw probably by the time I was 10 or 11. And so this one was like one of those like late Saturday night movies with my mom staying up too late, getting to watch this and like just thinking it was the funniest thing ever. And it still is like I, I this is a movie that if it's ever like. I don't scroll TV as much as I think anybody does. Like, it's just not a thing that you do as much anymore. But like, this is one of those things where if I catch any moment of this, depending on where it is, I'm probably good for a good 25, 30 minutes of it.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm being serious. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. They, I mean, or, or within, like, the year of it coming on basic cable or or, or the HBO run it probably had.
1: No, so. I, I love this movie. Th- that scene is the one that sticks out to me. It was also the introdu- – like, the Porsche 928 is in this, which is, like, such an iconic car, and I'm a car guy. So, like, that's, like, sort of was – this was, like, the introduction of that as a cool car to me when I was a kid. Yeah, I think I must have been probably 10.
0: <laughs> Too young for a greasy pork sandwich? <laughs> Um. Okay. Good pick, buddy. Way to way to way to get the Gen Xer with it. There you go. Well, I'm going to go to the. I, you know, I'm going to get this out of the way just to just to do so. So, 2008. Sigourney Weaver, the Najimi, and my uh, my clue here was going to be makes two syllables from one. Wally. Well, Eva.
1: Eva. Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Two syllables from one.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: It was a little tricky there. So I think Wally's pretty damn cool. You know, he he does. Like, first of all, he defines the you had one job. (laughs) right? Yes. But he does that job so well. So he's, you know, he's got that perfectionist, like showing all the other robots what they can do. Yep. But if there was ever a robot. I'm pretty confident for my entire list. There's one other we'll, we'll get to eventually. There's one other that's semi in the category. But if there's ever a robot that just made you have feels for robots, mm-hmm. oh, my. Oh, my. Those gear, eyebrow, whatever. Like the ability to express. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Love Wally.
1: Emoting the that that whole movie makes me so aggressively emotional. And again, I have absolutely no qualms with any one of the robots from that thing being in this. Including, I thought Otto was also a really cool pick. Like that's kind of a he's a neat robot, right? He's like running around and changes stuff. It's dope. But I just couldn't I've just talked about it so much. I'm so happy you picked it, so I don't have to.
0: <laughs> no, I thought about it too. I thought about um I, you know, it's funny. I sort of immediately eliminated Eve because, in a way, Eve is the in the robots universe, in the, the Wally universe, Eve is actually cool, right? Eve's the Eve's the the homecoming queen, the quarterback, the whatever, right? <laughs> Eve's the <laughs> yeah. cool kid in in that school, in that robot school. But from the movie perspective, as the audience, Wally actually ends up getting that cool spot because he's just so quirky yeah. and somehow is like going around his actual programming world whatever he's supposed to be doing like yeah you know he's a cool kid he's cool
1: yeah he's like he, he's yeah he becomes the cool guy
0: and he doesn't have to go hang out in the bathroom smoking to show it no, he can he just be just, cool this way
1: authentically himself and he's cool I love
0: it yeah all right where are you taking us next
1: all right November 7th 2014 I'll give you TJ Miller and James Cromwell
0: oh you've seen this have you oh yeah and story in the suitcase.
1: Uh, Pillow turned superhero.
0: Go right ahead.
1: So Baymax. So From Big Hero
0: Six. Big and Hero we, 6. W- we will share this as I have this as a top fiver.
1: Okay, so I So this is a movie that I hadn't seen. I had seen some of the show and never saw the movie, which didn't make any sense. I nope. kind of was saving this with my kids. I think we've talked about this before. A little too yeah. bad guyy for bad guy y for, for my daughter now, who's five. Uh, but I have I started watching it with her and she couldn't make it through it. And I was like, I think I want to watch the rest of this. And I have since watched it thrice. Because man, Baymax is so sweet, and I just love it so much.
0: <laughs> Baymax is awesome. So funny. I didn't know you've seen this three times, buddy. Like in the past
1: like eight months, I've seen it three times.
0: Yeah, it's I've seen it. I think a total of three times. Most recently, about six months ago, with uh, with Davin, my my middle child, and we had a blast watching it. It's oh. it's it's one of those ones that, for whatever reason, had did not get everybody's attention. Yeah, you know what I mean. It sort of didn't. Fu- it like didn't fully slip through the cracks from an animated, you know, action movie, whatever. But definitely is, is a is a B tier movie undeservedly in my opinion
1: oh hyper undeservedly so i watched it again this week because i knew we were doing an episode (laughs) and i was like this is a good excuse to watch this and pretend that i'm doing research instead of just watching a fun movie and yeah i can't i can't really put my finger on why it didn't just do better because like there's There's nothing about it that isn't – with the exception of it's a little more adult. Like I think you've got to be in the 9, 10 plus range to kind of hang with this movie and not have it be like maybe a little too emotionally effective because like it's some big feelings and not big feelings like Inside Out where it's like I moved. Big feelings like big scary feelings. So I don't remember like 2014. I'm trying to think like what else came out that year that might have like usurped it. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right use of that word, but I'll find out by the time this gets released. Um,
0: First of all, the use, the, the mere use of the word "usurper" in any way is totally good and worth it in in every every way. So no need to uh, to back up that point. Um, I you know I don't know why it didn't do better either. Um, you know, it came out. The, the 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 point I was checking on it, by the way, was. Around the age of kids, it's PG. Like, it's a solid PG movie, not a G, right? Like, that's, you know, and that, and I think that nuance in animated films matters a lot because that's, although then again, there's always Bambi. But um, Baymax, Baymax is not just cool. Baymax is obviously very, like, lovable and fun. And, like, the whole notion that he is just this big floating, pillowy, cloudy thing, it makes him so lovable. Yeah. But I definitely give him cool factor points oh, big time. On, on his sort of capabilities and the way, again, part of what I think makes him so interesting and cool is that he is or is it it? We should go back to it. <laughs> Don't want to assume anything. Baymax is able to also somewhat circumvent his own programming to do certain things, right? Like he's it's another it's another example of like. Stretching the use case to the limits, right?
1: So, just for funsies, I looked it up and I think maybe it did better than we think it did. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. So, it grossed $222 million. And the only other movie that came out that year that I think probably would have been like on par as far as like what could have pulled people away from it was the Lego movie, which mm. definitely skews. Both young and old, like it is a very safely G movie, right? Like no matter how old you are, that works. Um, But that only did 257. Again, I think that's probably total gross. So I don't know how that actually affects like, you know, original, but that's closer than I thought. It's just such a beauty. It's just such a, it's such a fun movie. And he is cool again, back to authenticity and emotion in a robot, right? Like in this being, uh, he's just all the, he's an all the feels robot for me you know, no spoilers, but there's a solid point. Eh, I probably could spoil it. It's from 2014. I'm not going to, there's a, <laughs> there's a part or two in that movie. Cause I would encourage adults to see this. Like this is just a, for great, sure. It's just a good movie. Yep. Like there's a part or two in, in this where if he doesn't hit you right in the fields, again, you better get yourself checked out.
0: Fully agreed. Yeah. Fully agreed. And going all the way back to my clue. I just think it's cool that he can live in the suitcase.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's It's a neat suitcase. He got lots of good upgrades. I love a good upgrade story.
0: it's a good upgrade story nice
1: (laughs) all right Um, that means me again right
0: oh that was you yeah yeah i mean i guess i have to make it one of my actual picks just so we talk about more things you want to do that
1: you can do whatever you want bud
0: i mean because there's a couple in my like fringe level that maybe i'll maybe i'll elevate all right all right so i don't technically share the pick but agreed okay I'm going to go to the one that I really thought about Shawshanking. So that's, that's sort of an extra clue here. But the, the year is 1984. Okay. Probably sufficient. But if not, uh, cast includes Rick Rosovich and Lance Henriksen.
1: Lance Henriksen. Okay.
0: And my five words are arrives nude, has detailed files.
1: So this is going to make you real sad that I don't know what you're talking about. 1984 Mm. arrives nude. Arrives nude. Oh, Mm. uh, uh, alien.
0: Jesus. Dude. First of all, I know, you know, this robot. So has, has spawned six sequels of which one counts. Six
1: sequels.
0: Has spawned possibly a, a a top three best second part movie of all time.
1: Eighty four.
0: Yeah. All Term- right, I'm moving is this Terminator? on. Terminator. It is Terminator. I uh,
1: see Terminator to me. Eighty four. So the second one came out in like ninety one.
0: It did. I, but the first reason, one came out in 84.
1: So, yeah. So that's, okay. That's disorienting because I really didn't think there was that big of a gap between those two films, which is why that I just I immediately removed this because I know T2 was 91. Like, I know that.
0: Right. Okay. So yeah, in bad. 1984, when the Terminator made it on scene, the Terminator was amazing yeah. as T100. And even as a bad guy – What I don't think was as clear at the time is how interesting the role is, right? Like, in many ways, if you had read this on paper, like, we're going to get this coming out of the bodybuilding scene Austrian actor to play a robot who kills people. And you're going to walk out of that movie, and you know he was the bad guy, but you also know he was the coolest part of the movie. Sure. Sure. Right, and I actually just listened to the Rewatchables podcast on this movie, and there was a whole thing that I didn't know, I, had, I re- recommend giving it a listen, there's a whole thing on how Cameron got Arnold to take the role. Because at the time, you know, Arnold was looking to, you know, transition into being a, a he was on his way to being the A-list actor of the 80s. Right, and this movie, he was worried that being the bad guy would would uh, uh, thwart that journey. Oh, and Cameron said something like, you'll be the coolest thing in this movie. He so great. that alone gives me the license to call him cool. But beyond that, you didn't come out of that quoting Sarah Connor. You didn't come out of that quoting Michael Bean, whose character, who's, who's by the way, I can't even remember the name. I, I, it was in my head until like five minutes ago. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because everybody quotes the Terminator. Yeah. Right. I'm looking for Sarah Connor. I have detailed files. I'll be back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. This, this is I'll Be Back, right?
1: Yeah, that's funny. I feel like that's something about the last name Bean, Michael Bean, Sean Bean. You never remember who they are. You just know they're in the movie. Um, mm, interesting. The, the Bean Theory.
0: This is, oh, the Big Bean Theory?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the Big Bean Theory is pretty good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, starring Big Beans, but... I mean, again, it's 84. This is just the beginning. But I don't want to get into a whole subtopic of Michael Bean and how cool he was. Right. But you came out of this movie in every way. The Terminator was the coolest thing about it. And when he loses all of the flesh and is just the robot part, still cool. Yeah. Still cool. Crawling through the thing with just that. Even the last moment with his hands coming through. By the way, spoiler on a 40-year-old movie. The, right. There's a hand at the end. There's but even hand. that, even the way that hand works at the end it's still like everything about this robot is just damn cool.
1: Yeah, this is a generational thing to a certain extent because like T2 is my Terminator. Like it's just like that's that's where it started for me. And it's not that I didn't sure. see the first one, but like that's the one that had like lasting impact. Um, and I really – I think I like today I learned I did not realize – for some reason I just assumed that had to be 88 or sooner mm. to turn over to 91 to be able to turn that – you know what I mean? Like that just feels – like too long of a guess. Six years is a long time.
0: Yeah, we could do a whole thing on on that, which I'm happy to talk through because I actually remember it all. It's very, it's, we'll, we'll, we'll save that for when we have more time.
1: Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, so me now, great pick, no arguments. Um, I don't know where I want to go with this. So I already went, I did Baymax. I did Lisa, which I thought was fun. Um, so let's do a less fun, Fun, more interesting. So, no, I'm going to go fun. Just kidding. April 29th, 2005. I'll give you Yasmin Bay and John Malkovich. Marvin. Yeah, Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide.
0: <laughs> I have this in my Fast Five. So, ni- nice pick. Go ahead.
1: Uh, it's just, he's just great. I mean, like it's just everything about Marvin's great. Like there's so many things about Marvin that make him cool. First of all, he's first of all, Alan Rickman makes everything cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Second of all, he's like sarcastic and kind of like, you know, moody, but also like clearly the smartest being in this movie by a long shot and still serving his Dumb human counterparts. Like I don't know. There's just something really satisfying about that to me.
0: Yeah. What's the, what's the line? It's the brain the size of the planet. I'm going to go pick up those those guys in the in the store in the in the shaft room or whatever. Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Like everything about Marvin just makes me laugh and smile and even the way that like and again they I, I know that this is not your favorite movie because I didn't do service to the the books which with the book which is fine the movie and the book were sort of like one and one to me so i have a different opinion but even just the way that like marvin moves in the movie and how he looked everything about it was just like i don't know like kind of like shouldn't be cool so shouldn't be cool that it's become super cool
0: (laughs) You know, it's funny, so I'll tell you why he's in my past five, because I was like, oh, Marvin, you know, I just rewatched Hitchhikers about three or four months ago on your recommendation, and sure enough, when I took off the hat of, oh, I want this to be my book, and put on the hat of, is this a fun movie, I had a really fun time. It's fun. But then while evaluating the list, I sort of was like, you know, I don't know if Marvin's actually cool, right? You know, there's no question that I was like, well, you know, he sounds a lot like Severus Snape, so he's got to be somewhat cool. (laughs) But I couldn't quite get over that hurdle, so I left him all the way down in Pog. But uh, I, I get what you're saying. And I think I think a few more viewings I might come out of it feeling like, all right, Marvin's pretty cool.
1: So the, the, there's another one that I'll talk about at some point, which I, I still haven't decided might actually stay in my top five. I have six that I wanted to, to like, kind of go through. And Marvin was, there's two that I was like, one of you two is going to be the fifth one. And the problem with Marvin is that he's like morose and that's not particularly cool. You know what I mean? Right. That said, he's an unlikely hero, is all I'm going to say. Like, he's an unlikely hero, and he has the brain the size of a planet. And it's, I don't know, he's kind of neat. Like, he's neat. And the Morose thing is also, like, you know, funny. It's funny because it's Alan Rickman. Like, if you put, like, my voice in that mentality, it'd be miserable to watch. But Alan Rickman sounding Morose, for some reason, is really
0: enjoyable. There's something about him. That's true. (laughs) All right. 1991. Okay. Joe Joe Morton and Xander Berkeley. Love that name. Best use of mercury ever.
1: Oh, is this Terminator 2? It sure is. Yeah, so this was, uh, I have this in my sort of my contender pong because mine was, dude, was liquid cool.
0: Ooh, hey. that's really good. That's that's, a, that's, that's, that's really computer good. Computer joke. <laughs> that's really good. Yeah, so this is technically the, the T-1000. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And this was my little... so in the question of how am I dealing with the shtick this week, I was like, you know what? They were both cool, especially because I was thinking about last week, which I just re-listened to, where we were talking about Pulp Fiction and the very fair statement that we could have easily had multiple of Vince Vega and Mia Wallace or whatever been been the uh, been the memorable characters. So I decided that both T one or T one hundred in Terminator original and T two T one thousand in the second movie was also cool and cool in so many different ways. Like, so so a little bit on this movie for a hot minute. It's like eighty nine ish, nineteen eighty nine. Remember, this is no internet. Like saying even saying that's sort of a ridiculous statement. It's it's an era where everything you knew about upcoming movies was either you were in the industry and read like magazines, like premiere and et cetera, to know what was going, variety. So you either knew what was happening in the movie industry or, you know, maybe like me, like I would read some video game magazines, comic books, et cetera. And so you had an inkling of movies coming and then everything else was left to either entertainment weekly or watching entertainment tonight. So around 89 is when people started to know that there was actually going to be a sequel coming to the Terminator. And most of the year of 1990, building up into it, it was one of those things that you knew was coming. Like somehow it had made its way out of just the Hollywood press. But like the sequel to Terminator 1 was a hit, but not like a mega hit of 84. It was a big movie, but it was not the movie, right? Arnold was bigger than Terminator. And and then as Arnold's career through the late 80s became huge, Terminator was just one of his many movies because the dude was prolific, right? And fun, and he was great to watch. So now the first preview for T2 drops, and A, you don't know who's the good guy and the bad guy. You might have a hint of it. But the whole industry did a phenomenal job not telling you what was going to happen. There were no spoilers to discover. You couldn't accidentally read your feed. Like, Like, I didn't watch Boba Fett yet this week, but I know if I go to social media at all, I'm sure it's just like, blah, there it is, right? right? So, this was a time where you didn't know what you were going to get. And then T2 lands. I saw it opening night. There had never been CGI like this in a movie before. We've talked a little bit about some of the early CGI stuff. Sure. But even by comparison, there was nothing close, right? Between... From 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 movies like and we talked about, like Star Trek II and Young Sherlock Holmes, and a couple of other hints at CGI in the eighties, you then get this, and then from this you end up at, at uh, Jurassic Park a couple of years later. But like everybody watched the making of this movie because you wanted to know how did they how did they do all the liquidy goo stuff? Yeah, right. There was nothing like it, and and it's a thing that I actually feel sort of bad for the kids today, for those youths. Because I don't know what new, I don't know what novelty will come into storytelling and filmmaking for the years to come, but there will never again be a time where experimentation with a new technology for the, for the visuals of storytelling, like, yes, CGI will just continue to get better. And we will reach a point where like we can deep fake a whole movie and nobody can tell and all that kind of like, we'll get there. It's not that far down the road, but it still won't be as transformative as the first time you saw a thing that you couldn't possibly have seen before. Right? Like, that's the thing. T2 came out. You couldn't possibly have had the T-1000 before that movie. Right. Right. And it was awesome. And so for that and and, and everything about the story and his lines are good. Like, that's the other thing. Robert Patrick does this role perfectly.
1: Perfectly. You want to talk about can't recast? Cannot recast.
0: Nope. You'd have to recast to another unknown actor, basically. Kind basically, of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'd be actually interesting, to pick from actors who did make it to put them back into that role. But T2 was so cool, the movie, the actor. And Arnold was also super cool in this movie, but I wanted to give him his own slot.
1: Yeah, I listen, I, I think both are great picks. I 1000 is very strongly in my contender pong, so I will remove it from there. <laughs> uh, it's great, it's great. Dude was liquid cool. I'm pretty proud of that one. I'm not gonna be honest.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's got to be the whole episode's liquid cool now.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, I'm gonna do my next my next one is the one is is not the one I was thinking of before. This one's a little weird. I don't know. I don't know if you'll agree, but whatever. December seventeenth, two thousand ten. How about I give you uh, Bo Garrett and Daft Punk? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm gonna guess this is Tron Legacy. It is Tron Legacy. Yeah. Okay. What were your uh, five words? There? Five
1: words were most curious gaming character.
0: Ah. Do you know who I'm thinking of? The bit. The bit. No, uh, I'm not right. Who's who? who so
1: Cora, which was Olivia Wilde. Ah. Okay. So when I really started thinking about this, like, what makes you cool? Again, robot. Cynthia being AI, I don't know, unclear. What's cool about her character, right, is that like you sort of just came from the game. Like you were created in the game in some weird evolution of gaming. And now you're a thing that knows nothing about people. And you're, I mean, you're Olivia Wilde, so you happen to be very attractive. But you're also like, I don't know, like a little baby who doesn't know anything about people and who has like this whole, I don't know. It's just a really cool kind of construct that when thinking of the list of all of these other sort of basically like 80s robots or 90s robots built off of the construct of 80s robots, they're fun and they're funny and they've got their things and whatever. But like really thinking about like the idea that this being was Grown out of something and then had to learn to exist and had its own evolutionary path. I don't know. It's kind of neat. It's like really neat. And it's played really well, right? Like she's, Olivia Wilde's an amazing actress. Um, she's cool. She plays this sort of like defiantly, you know, like sort of defiant, I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to do it this way anyway thing really well. Even though it's like kind of a totally middling movie, it's like fine. It's fine. But she was kind of a bright spot. And the idea of her existing is a bright spot. And I almost wish they would do like a – like just abandon the Tron thing and just do like a, hey, this robot's a person now. What happened? Like that's more interesting to me than anything that happened in that whole movie.
0: Yeah, I saw it once. Was very disappointed. That's That's enough time. And honestly, barely remember enough to even follow what you're saying. I was like, oh, yeah, that does in fact ring a bell. I, and then I re- I told you this. I rewatched Tron last year and did not hold up. So Tron is, by the way, I think one of those franchise concepts that be- that deserves like there there should be ten Tron movies by now, right? Like yeah,
1: it, yeah absolutely.
0: And they tried to be doing it as the um, the emo- emoji movie, and that was terrible. Wreck It Ralph's probably the done it the best.
1: Uh, Angry Birds has like they, they've done uh, for their audience cute. for their yeah. audience they've done the right thing. The thing that was a bummer about this movie. So listen, I, I walked out of that movie go first of all without the nostalgic love for the original Tron. Like it, it was a movie that was already way past its time by the time that it, it hit my world. So I was like, yeah, fine, this is cool. I get the idea. Uh, looking back now, like there are so many different ways they could have approached that that would have been better. And the movie really suffers from just like being too nostalgic instead of just making a good story. But right. her story was pretty neat. Like that, that was the best part of that movie for me. And she's cool. Like I think it would have been cool to have like her be like a more of a thing. It'll never happen now. But
0: no, but very cool. All right. I'm going to pick the one. This is, this is one of those. I probably would never have been able to get this movie into a list. Otherwise, well, I could figure out a couple other ways. Then. But a uh, movie from 2015. Okay. Has a serious Pinocchio complex.
1: 2015 has a serious Pinocchio complex. Can you give me actors or would that give it away?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, I can. That would. Uh, I will give you Idris Elba and Stellan Skarsgård. I was going to
1: give you Idris Elba and Kobe Smulders for this.
0: Uh, I figure Kobe's a pretty dead giveaway about the MCU, whereas I thought Idris and Stellan, you could be like, what? what might that be that was different than what I was thinking? But no, this is Age of Ultron.
1: And is it Ultron? It is ultra. Okay, so I'm pumped that you're picking this because this was the other, this was the one that I mentioned earlier where I was like, I don't know. So go ahead. What's what's your what's your shtick?
0: So first of all, it's it's in my bottom of the middle tier of of overall MCU movies. Agreed. Maybe top of the bottom tier. I don't know where it is. It's down there. Lower middle class, upper lower class, somewhere in there. You <laughs> <Sure>. know. <laughs> and that said, I would argue that James Spader on his own is simply one of the coolest people in Hollywood, you know, it always has been, I don't think there's ever been a James Spader role where he is not for the most part, the coolest guy on screen. Yep. Right. He just something about the way he talks. He's, he's got that like Christopher Walken esque. You're not going to pronounce phrasing properly. You're going to put the emphasis in the wrong syllables, <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff, but he just knows how to own the screen. And what I felt watching this and I have seen it a couple times because MCU, what what I felt is that he is hands down the coolest part of that movie. Yeah. And if anything from the what if series taught us is that still Ultron is cool. Unfortunately, the movie wasn't so cool, but he was really cool. And even the way from the moment he's birthed and you're hearing the, the, the voice like, wait, what's going on? What is this? And then starting to interact with Jarvis and that first conflict, and then when he actually shows up and makes his claim, you know, again, if the, the the third act of this movie were just slightly tighter, this would have been one of the top MCU movies. And if anything, I'm just disappointed to not have more Spader in the MCU. Yeah, so
1: this is the one that I was on the fence about. Because it's either this or another one. And I was actually, I was going to pick this one, but since you, you moved off of one, I'll move off of one. So we can just talk about more movies. Ultron's cool. Hard stop straight up and down. Like, first of all, like James Spader was the perfect casting. There's something so irreverent about him. like He just doesn't, he doesn't care. Like he just doesn't care. And my five words were good intentions, bad actions. Like you can follow the thought process of the character of Ultron all the way through that movie And go, he's not wrong. Like at no point are you like, nah, dude, like you're, you're right. You're probably right. You're probably right. And James Spader is just like the, the nuttiest, weirdest dude ever, but like in a fun way, not like a spacey way. And it's, I don't know. It's just like Ultron's dope. Like if you've removed the whole bad ending and not, you know, bad guy, Ultron's dope. Yep. Agreed. All right. I'll hardly agree. Okay, nice. so now I'm going to go to the one that I wasn't going to use, but now I will. Uh, July 16th, 2004. I'll give you James Cromwell again and Chai McBride.
0: 2004, you say? Is there? I know who Chai McBride is. James Cromwell is. Oh, I. Uh, I have a. I have a guess. Let's hear your five words, though, just to
1: just name to accurately reflects disposition.
0: Accurately reflects this position. Hmm. Name actually reflects. I'm thinking now. What, what the, James Cromwell and who? Chai McBride. Hmm. It's this is bugging me. I think that, was, that clue got my mind going somewhere, but not. I, I'm not there. Well, all right. So what? What is this? Well, where were you?
1: Where were you before? What was your initial insight?
0: Well, with Cromwell, my initial instinct was: this is one of the the, the Star Trek movie, No. where uh, the the Borg and and he's in it and stuff. So <laughs> I immediately went when you said "and the Borg," I just went to Swedish Chef so fast. In the Borg, 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 Borg. Borg. the Borg were cool though. Um, what? Then I started thinking like, there's something in here about like a, a like a. a uh, angry or a happy or a mean or something. And I just couldn't quite get there. So, right. so this, is, this is,
1: this is iRobot.
0: Okay. And his this, name yeah. is sunny. His name is sunny. There it is.
1: It's a, it's a, it works in both sense because he is both the son of James Cronwell to some extent. And he has a, oh. sunny, he's a son. It's like the sunny disposition of like, sort of just trying to find himself. So, Sonny is cool. iRobot's a better movie than I think people give it credit for and still not a very good movie. It's a flawed movie in a lot of ways, but it's pretty watchable. I actually think it's got like – it's good rewatchability. It's a good movie. Bad film. Um, Sonny's really dope because when you think about robots gaining consciousness, having to navigate the world, but still actually being a robot, so being able to do all the robot-y things – that make them scary. Sonny's a really, I actually think one of the better sort of representations of that in film because he has this idea of right and wrong, whereas he's surrounded by robots that look just like him that don't. So he still has this, like obviously literally, you know, inhuman strength, power, will right. to all the things that we can't do because we are people. But then you, you get to layer that with like, but what if you had some cognizant, ability of being able to tell the difference between what should and shouldn't be done and how that works. He's got like a William Wallace arc to him at the end of the movie. He's got the whole like winning, you know, curmudgeonly Will Smith over, which is fun. He likes dogs. I don't know. I'm totally team sunny.
0: So saw the movie, didn't love it. Sort of the same, same camp as you thought about it for a while and sort of decided <laughs> I don't want to push back that hard, but I sort of started thinking about Sonny and I didn't remember the name as actually quite not cool. Like Will Smith was cool, but I started to feel like Sonny, which again, couldn't remember the name, but I didn't think Sonny is a very cool robot. I could Uh, be wrong, but that was my memory of it was that he was actually kind of dorky and Will Smith was the cool one.
1: So interesting. It depends on how you define cool because I would argue that it's the opposite. I think Will Smith in this is cool. And like the, he, he's got like the Fonz feel to him. Cause he's Will Smith. Like he's, you know, he's a cool looking yeah. dude. He dresses cool. He's, he's got one liners. He's, but he's also a dick and like, he, he's <laughs> not a good person. And he's all the things that make cool people not cool in real life. Whereas Sonny is genuine and original and like inquisitive and questioning things and trying to get better and trying to be helpful and very authentically himself, like that's cooler to me than anything Will Smith was trying to be. So much so that Will Smith had to learn from the robot, right? Which is the whole, like, you know, mm. not to ruin the totally mediocre and like absolutely airmailed story arc here. But like, that's basically the whole movie. <laughs> a
0: little bit, a little bit. I guess to me, the description you gave of cool, which probably jibes well with mine, is generally not what most people think of as cool. Most people think that, the jerk is the cool one. And the nice guy who wants to make everybody happy is not so cool. So uh, that's my only thing.
1: And I think in in general, in people, you'd be right. But in, in this (laughs) instance, Sonny can also like leap over buildings and throw things a really far distance. So he's got like a pretty good, cool, like sort of like, you know, caveman part of me, which is like, he's really strong and throw things, but he's also like nice and like wants to be cool.
0: (laughs) Fair enough. Speaking of wants to be cool. 1982. Okay. Starring Sean Young and our favorite James Hong. Love James Hong. Doesn't know it's a robot.
1: Okay. So I have a guess here that this is the one that I was like, Jeremy has to pick this and he'll talk about it better than I possibly could. So this is Roy Batty from Blade Runner.
0: It is Roy Batty from Blade Runner.
1: This is is almost Shawshankable, I think
0: if I may have a moment
1: the floor is yours, my friend,
0: I've seen things you people wouldn't believe attack ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser gate. All those moments will be lost in time, like tears in the rain time to die. I mean, yeah. that might be the coolest thing a robot has ever said Yeah, right after Eva, but you know, that's <laughs> the, it's a toss up between those two. And granted, Roy Batty, the, the 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 robot, didn't write those lines. We know that a talented screen, screenplay writer wrote those lines. But they're still awesome. And everything he does in that movie is magnificent. Just yes. Yup. Yeah. You know, Rutger Hauer is one of those actors that he's done some, like, he's done, like, he's got, he's, people who like him which which I'm in the category of, like him a lot. You see him, he makes a cameo in Batman Begins. You're like, oh, yeah, give me more of that guy, right? He is such the little gem of this movie, right? And he's got his code, which is part of what I think makes him so cool. Is that And his code is a deranged psychopath's code. Sure. But a code nonetheless. Yep. And says all the quotes. I went looking up like the famous quotes just to see how many other things because I knew that one. Although I didn't know it to uh, to perfection, I knew the tears in the rain bit, which all good uh, '80s loving movie psychopathic robot people should know. (laughs) All of his lyric, all of his lines are, are are pretty awesome. The way he just is on screen and his sort of self assuredness combined with that just that odd sense of of sentient vulnerability so roy batty i agree by the way There are like all of these i thought about like could, is there shawshank is there shawshank In in the strictest definition of like really cool i think this is pretty damn cool but i wanted to talk about it so
1: yeah i this one was like um This one to me was kind of like the, uh, Jeremy, I thought, I I wasn't sure if you would do R2-D2 just because R2 is neat more than he is cool. Roy Batty, even though Bad is like freaking cool, man. Like Roy Batty's cool. (laughs) Like He's really cool.
0: (laughs) Roy Batty's like James Dean, Rebel Without a Cause cool. Well, not actually really, but he's more like maybe Danny Zuko. I don't know what's cool he is. No, he's he's more than all of them. He's his own thing. He's his own thing. He's his own, which
1: is that is the coolest thing you could possibly be is just your own thing,
0: right? Right. Right. But R two, don't don't take away any cool points from Mister D two.
1: I listen. I'm a big fan of of the D two. I'm just saying that you know,
0: I don't know. Roy Batty's R two. D two. All right. Move on to the pong. Our quicker takes on a few more movies.
1: Yeah. So this one, I think I'm. I, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> May of eighty six. Name, number, becomes conscious.
0: Uh, 86, references his own mortality often.
1: Yeah, Johnny Five is alive. Short circuit, just a fun movie. It, they really should have stopped at one. But it's uh, this was a kid thing for me. I remember watching this when I was like seven, eight. Loved, 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 loved it. My sister and I quote this movie oddly more than anyone should quote this movie probably.
0: For sure. And by the way, fully in the man movie deserving a reboot. Yeah. No- oh, yeah. There's no reason. And you don't have to call Johnny Five. You don't have to call it any of those. Who cares? Just same concept. Yeah. Do it again. We're ready. Totally we're agree. ready. Use all the AI tech, whatever. He can have NFTs that he throws at people. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> you get an NFT. You get an NFT. <laughs> Look, now we've mentioned NFTs, so our transcript will be SEO'd for... We're part of the metaverse. Yay, I guess. I don't know what's happening anymore. Let's... We're, we're, we're off in robot land too far, I think.
1: You're up. What's your first? Uh,
0: okay. I, well, no, I had this one also, so yours right back to you.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, let's do March of 1999, the most formal of villains.
0: The most formal? Oh, for 99, I only have one movie, and I don't think – most formal of villains. Oh, this is uh Agent Smith. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't put a pure AI in this. I probably thought I, I thought about it but I didn't go there. It's a, it absolutely and and there's no question that Mr. Smith is very cool.
1: Yeah, and that's the, that's why it's in Contender Pond. like it didn't you know, yeah. it's not exactly there but I just wanted to say Mr. Anderson
0: at least Mr. twice. Mr. Anderson. Uh 2016 Useful useful Robot Despite the Attitude.
1: 2016? I don't know.
0: This is K2SO from Rogue One, played by oh, Alan Tudyk. Yeah, yeah. Good call. He, great lines. This this is, I think, two, one of my favorite of Alan to, to Alan Tudyk. There's a lot of voice acting, for those who don't know. Oh, gosh. And this is one of, I think, his best performances, the intonations, and obviously the writing's tight on this one. Again, Rogue One, solid top for Star Wars movie. Yeah, I agree. And I think K2SO is a big part of that.
1: Yeah, dope. Good pick. Uh, Let's see. July 3rd. Love that date. 2007. Brought icon roaring back.
0: Is this Optimus Prime from Transformers? No, it's Bumblebee from Transformers. Was Bumblebee cool in the first Transformers movie? Hell yeah. Yeah, I guess so. He, especially that upgrade sequence. He did the upgrade sequence. That was the rollout yeah. to the
1: new Camaro. Again, I'm a car guy. The whole, like, switching the radio and the whole thing. And in the end, and he saves it. Yeah, it's good. Bumblebee was dope.
0: Yeah, I had a JT's going to pick something for the Transformers movie because he has to. And I'm just going to repeat my iterations of how disappointed I was by the movie. But yeah, Bumblebee was cool. I never saw the spin off, Did you? No. Yeah, it's sort of like I could at some point, and probably will at some point. I but won't. Who cares? I won't, and I can't.
1: I saw the first thirty-ish oh. minutes of the Mark Wahlberg one. Like once they started extending that universe even further, like I saw thirty minutes into the Mark Wahlberg one, and went, and we're done with this series forever.
0: It's funny because movies two and three, which I have seen for no good reason, it's what I saw them because I felt like maybe, maybe they'll finally turn they'll it around, it. right? No, they don't. But I also uh I, I couldn't not see a Transformers movie, but those send-ups were what got me hooked on cinema sins by the way. Oh, okay. Well, that's, all the way. That's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next on the pong list 1987 Has to Override Some Protocols.
1: Oh no. I feel like I
0: don't know. What is it? Oh, I don't, I don't know that you've seen this. Uh, This is RoboCop and it's RoboCop.
1: Oh, right. RoboCop. Yeah, no. This, so RoboCop is not a movie I have any memory of. Obviously, like I was like, I know this is a thing.
0: Yeah. Super schlocky, very camp eighties, like anything. But I saw it again, actually, I think like five or six years ago and you know, especially at the time, RoboCop was really cool. Oh, I'm sure I'm he was sure. like a Cylon that could do things and like yeah, it's done. And there, and that movie was so insanely violent. If you yeah. ever want the example of things from the 80s that you can't believe actually were made in the 80s, not the 2000s, that's it's the RoboCop.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, All right, my last one, well, you kind of because the other two that I had were T-1000 and Roy Batty for for Contender Pong, but I have other stuff, so I'll I'll go to, this one just made me laugh, December of 1990, Snippy Snip Hand Hand. Edward Scissors Hands? Yeah, he's a robot. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's like a Frankenstein guy.
0: You know, it's funny, Edward Scissors Hands was my least favorite Tim Burton movie, and I saw it once, and I really did not like it. Like, I, it's some people's favorite movies and stuff, and I remember absolutely hating it for reasons I still can't tell. Like, I don't know if it's the scissors. I don't, have you hair. seen it again. No, interesting. So, yeah, so I didn't even remember he was a robot. I it's, he was well, a,
1: it's arguable whether how robot he's Frankenstein robot, like he's he's put together with it. other parts, so he's he's more robot than human at this point. Interesting. I'd be that's the thing that I would ask you to re watch and see if you still feel the same way, just because it's like. A surprise. Listen, it's it is it is all of Tim Burton. So like, I totally. Get, oh, yeah. If you're not into the Burton thing, like, then that movie would be just off-putting all the way
0: through. I think there was also something about watching Anthony Michael Hall be a bad guy that they didn't like. That's very remember, cool. I'm like 15, 16 at the time. So, oh, I remember. Yeah, well, not, yeah, not. I remember. It makes sense, you don't so to say, right? you don't at all. I don't at all. Not even close. 1986. Good with a good with knife in hand. Oh, interesting! Uh, I don't know. So this is—it's funny because I—I used him. There was a lot of like uh, little meta ness in my clues today. This is played by Lance Henriksen, how I used as a clue earlier. This is Bishop. From Aliens, not the first one. Yeah. First one, he wasn't cool. But in Aliens, Bishop is
1: awesome. He's awesome, yeah. And great. he does that
0: hand stabby thing with a knife. Do you know what I'm talking about? All where right. he holds his hand over the other guy's hand and does yep. the stabby stab thing. Yeah. Like, everybody was trying to do that after that movie, you know? Sure. We all quickly learned to do it with the eraser side of a pencil. Eraser side, always. But some of us had to learn that. Like, we're, we're the <laughs> ones who invented, <laughs> use the eraser side, kids.
1: yeah this is actually i had this and this is in my list of people without dates or names or anything yeah fair uh i'm i'm good i've got a couple that i wanted to throw out but nothing that needs to be
0: discussed i have one more for pong how is that sorry math is hard what's going on
1: no because remember i had you had blade runner and t1000 both of mine Mm, okay
0: so my last pong is from 2014 sure pretty good for a rectangle
1: Pretty good for a rectangle from 2014. I have a 2014 in like my Fast Five, but it's not this. I have no idea. What is it?
0: It could be this. This is TARS from Interstellar. Oh, didn't see that movie. Ah. He's a robot that basically looks like he's just a rectangle, but can actually do stuff.
1: Okay, cool. I like useful rectangles.
0: Yeah. So uh, a little quick Fast Five. Last little... Nuggets.
1: So the only ones I have that made me laugh. So these are all just sort of like made me laugh. I feel like we have to say Hal from A space odyssey. Just got Hal just, here just, too. Just in general. Yeah. Um, the sentinels from X day, from X-Men days of future future past are pretty cool robots. Just to be clear. Fair enough. Cool robots. Um, catch you later. Navigator. No.
0: Mm, flight of the navigator.
1: Yeah. Max from flight of the navigator. <laughs>
0: Oof, that's a pretty good pull. I I was surprised you've even seen this movie.
1: And then uh, lastly, and most importantly as a joke, uh, Dot Matrix, Spaceballs.
0: I also, so I have Hal, Dot Matrix. Uh, I had uh, Optimus Prime from Transformers. I forgot about Bumblebee. Sure. I have Ava from Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I have the Iron Giant. Never saw it. Oh, you should see it. You'll like it a lot. You will like it a lot. I know. A lot, dude. I know. A lot. More than you think. It's in the feels. Yeah. A lot. And then my last one, this is a personal pick that most people have not even seen the movie, but but a TV character that made it to one movie. 1996, uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, Tom Servo. Okay. Did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater? I
1: love Mystery Science Theater Three Thousand. I just don't. Oh, so I, I wouldn't. Is that one of the two robots that's in the audience?
0: It is. So what they did is in '96 they made a MST3K the movie. The movie, sure. I remember the movie. Yeah. And so Tom Servo is one of the bots. That's and, great. Uh, I put in here what? Yeah, yeah. What's the and the rest crap? I'm just gonna just gonna say that <laughs> is my favorite line from that whole movie. <laughs> That was a great, like, I loved
1: that show. I think it was on, like, Comedy Central, like, late at night. And I would be, like, up late, like, in the living room with the volume down so my mom didn't know I was still awake, just watching that show. Not understanding most of the jokes at that time, but feeling like it was really funny.
0: Yeah, I tried. I was, friends of ours with with kids the same age said that their kids have been watching and liking the reboot of it. And I put it on with ours, and they were all just like, what is this? I'm going to try it again, I think. Maybe even this very weekend, because now that I'm thinking about it.
1: You want to talk about
0: jumping culture.
1: How about that all those years ago, those dudes knew for sure that just watching other people watch stuff was, was going to be a big deal. And now see all of the YouTube. Yeah. All the YouTube. We're all just right. robots, Jeremy.
0: The, they should have trademarked the concept of the reaction video.
1: Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, uh, this was fun and hopefully not overly robotic. I, i am i tried so hard not to do any robot puns, but I couldn't help it. That was the only one. Uh, But what I would ask is, uh, hey, listen, we have some really fun stuff on the horizon that we're super stoked about. So uh, rate some things, like some stuff, and just, you know, be cool. And we'll see you next time with a little fun stuff.